Welcome to the podcast, Your Time with James Sweetman. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Your Time with James Sweetman. Somehow time has gone by and this is the final episode of 2020. And my goodness, what a year it has been. I think in my lifetime, it's been a year like no other. And time has been funny this year. I mean, suddenly it's Christmas. How did that happen? You know, time has just been so strange. It's like the calendar is now measured in degrees of lockdown. We don't have the same markers such as holidays or even sporting events. You know, I remember as a, as a kid, you know, December seemed like such a long month. Now it seems like only a few days. I could do it being about two weeks longer, I think. And of course, Christmas for so many people is a stressful and overwhelming time. And if you add that into the stress and overwhelm we've all been experiencing this year, well, sometimes it can just seem like uh, too much. I know for me this year, Christmas is and will be more difficult as it'll be the first Christmas without my dad who died back in September. So many people have experienced suffering and loss this year, and that sense of loss can be piercing around Christmas time. You know, you see the empty chairs at the dinner table, and they may be empty for a variety of reasons. But then there's been the loss, too, of many of the pre-Christmas and Christmas rituals and traditions, you know, from Christmas parties and get-togethers, you know, to even shopping trips. Uh, That's not been the same this year. Um, Although I have to say an unforeseen plus on that front for me is getting to know my DPD delivery driver. It almost feels that I should be giving him a Christmas gift as he's delivered all of mine. You know, I always think that even in a normal year, everything is amplified at Christmas. The expectations can be weighty, you know, the pressure to give and to receive the perfect gift and the meal preparation and the cooking and even the pressure of having a happy Christmas. So perhaps it's a time for us to rethink what Christmas really means to us. You know, in so many ways, this year has been about appreciating what perhaps we took for granted and reminds us of what's truly important. And I think that thinking as well can equally be applied uh, at this time of the year. So this week, I'm going to share with you some of my thoughts on Christmas uh, through a lens of mindfulness and self-care, you know, something that we can all do with at the close of the year, but especially this year. But I want to start by sharing a few quotes, a few favourites of mine that for me really encapsulate the meaning of Christmas or what my perhaps ideal intention is for this time of the year. Uh, The first one is by Roy Smith, who was an American clergyman. He said, he who has not Christmas in his heart will never find it under a tree. That's sort of true. It reminds me that the best gifts don't necessarily come wrapped in a bow. Uh, Then there's one by Charles Dickens. We all know him, the novelist. Uh, I will honour Christmas in my heart and try to keep it all the year. Um, And for me, that brings me into the territory of, you know, the emotional, warm feeling of Christmas. And maybe it shouldn't just be for the 25th of December. I came across this quote that I'm going to share with you uh, only recently, and it blew me away. 
and apparently it's quite famous, but I'd never come across it before. It's by an American lady, an American grandmother, um, writer and artist who died back in 1985. I think she was a cattle rancher when I did a little bit of research because I'd not heard of her. The lady's name is Agnes M. Farrow, P-H-A-R-O. I think they were based in Colorado. And there isn't even, you know, a Wikipedia entry for her, although I think there is a website now that one of her grandchildren um, uh, made um, encapsulating some of her art and some of her writing. But this this quote um, really spoke to me. Um, it, it says, what is Christmas? It is tenderness for the past, courage for the present and hope for the future. I think that bit deserves, that, that quote deserves repeating. What is Christmas? It is tenderness for the past, courage for the present and hope for the future. There's an extension to that quote, which then also adds in, it is a fervent wish that every cup may overflow with blessings rich and eternal and that every path may lead to peace. And I just think they're beautiful words um, by Agnes M. Farrow. Before I share a few self-care tips for this time of the year, I want to mention what I refer to as my foundation blocks. This is something that goes to the core of my personal development work. I think they stand by me throughout the year, but I particularly lean on them at this time of the year as well. And the first cornerstone, the first foundation block is gratitude. I bet, bet you could have guessed that that's what it was. Um, for, for me, gratitude is that great soothing bam, because you cannot be grateful and fearful or grateful and frustrated at the same time. I think no matter the challenges I faced this year, I always try to reach for gratitude. Don't always grasp it, but I try to reach for it. So one of the things that maybe you can think of right now as you're listening to this, whether it's in the car, out for a walk, lying in bed, you know, what's three or four things you're grateful for? Or maybe you can even push it out to 10. Or maybe you could start a new tradition at this time of the year where you attach gratitude perhaps to the 12 days of Christmas, you know, so either individually or with your family or maybe something great to do with the children, you know, that each day you identify something that you're grateful for. And by the end of the traditional Christmas period, you'd have 12 things noted. Of course, you don't need to stop at 12. On that topic of gratitude, you know, I have so much to be grateful for in my own life. But as we're tuned in here on my podcast, I do want to take a moment to acknowledge the listeners who tune in every week, uh, the subscribers. Um, I never take your response to my podcast, the reviews, the ratings, the shares on social media. You know, I never take that for granted and it spurs me on. So as I'm speaking about gratitude at the close of the year, uh, thank you to, to you for tuning in and for all your support. I also want to thank the 11 guests. I couldn't believe it when I looked back over it and I thought, gosh, five or six? No, there was 11, 11 guests who joined me this year and they were so generous with their time and wisdom. And of course, you can listen to all previous episodes, including the ones where I'd guest, uh, guest people on um, and our conversations uh, by just scrolling through the, the library, the, the archive list, as it were. Uh, there you'll hear uh, my chats with Sinead Kane, the disabled runner and activist and Guinness World Record holder, who was my very first guest to mark the 50th edition of the podcast back in May. Uh, Mary Dunn recently, the model, stylist and aged ad age advocate. Uh, and of course, Bibi Baskin, who would be well known here in Ireland, uh, to name just three. So thank you to my guests over the year and to, and to you for tuning in. 
My second foundation block is that of having a clear intention. So what's intention? Well, it's like focus. It's what's at the forefront of your mind. As I always say, you cannot make Christmas meaningful uh, to you until you decide what you want Christmas to mean. Uh, Sometimes we can come at this in a more how would I say it, rational way, we can just think about, well, what are some of my priorities over the Christmas period? And we just want to make sure that, you know, our own wellness and well-being and self-care is included in that priority list. You know, what's important to you about Christmas is another way of looking at this. You know, when you're clear as to what's important to you, then maybe how you spend your time or endeavour to spend your time over Christmas should reflect this. People often say, gosh, I'm not feeling Christmassy, but like what makes us feel Christmassy? You know, for me, Christmassy is a mindset. It's that mindset of gratitude that I've spoken about, reflection, love, wonder, joy, all of those big, noble, wonderful qualities. You know, so what are some of the qualities that you would like to engage with more over Christmas? Sense of compassion, calmness, uh, relaxed, organized, kind, generous, receiving. You know, we're thinking about how we want to show up. I often think with a clear intention, that helps us to be more mindful. And for me, mindfulness has two aspects. Firstly, it's about being present to yourself. And that's a a nice use of that word at this time of year, uh, being gentle and compassionate towards yourself. And at the same time, acknowledging that, you know, we're always doing our best. And then secondly, mindfulness is also about paying attention to what's going on around you and perhaps seeing the world through the eyes of gratitude and appreciation. Now, I'm going to get a bit more structured with this last uh, cornerstone, this last foundation block uh, and its organisational skills. And I know that will make some people throw their eyes to heaven. Uh, But there's a quote here that I always enjoy any time of the year, but particularly at Christmas time by Robin Sharma. It's like, let organisation and planning be your springboard. Let fun and spontaneity be your splash. Um, you know, some people thrive on last minute dashes for shopping or for putting up the decorations and for buying food. And of course, each to their own. Uh, but I never want to give myself that additional stress. And um, perhaps it's it's a good thing that I'm already a bit of a list maker. You know, I'll ink it, not just think it, because I want to free my brain up from that conveyor belt of thoughts, you know, that needs, that, that has to run to ensure I don't forget something. So I'll make a list, whether that's of a Christmas card list or an email list or people I want to phone before Christmas, perhaps some gifts I want to get, a little list for the food shopping. Odds are we probably do some list making, but for me, if I have a few different lists going, um, it sort of takes the pressure off me a little. You know, I've, I've thought ahead and I've jotted things down and I remove the stress of, you know, forgetting something at the last minute. Um, but of course, each to their own. I know some people love the, the Christmas Eve buzz, but no, I prefer to be sitting in with my feet up enjoying a, a mug of something or a glass of something. Of course, I also believe that our external reality reflects who we are. So, you know, stressed people will find Christmas stressful and joyful people will find Christmas joyful and angry people will find something to be angry about at Christmas, you know, and maybe organized people tend to be organized at Christmas. And if we want to get really deep, you know, the qualities that we seek in an ideal Christmas are really qualities that we seek in ourselves, an aspect of our own personality that maybe could be invited to come to the fore a little more.
So I want to share a few tips and reminders in the area of self-care that perhaps are particularly useful and helpful at this time of the year. I'll also close the podcast with a, with a beautiful reflection that I came across, which would be my gift to you for, for Christmas and for, for tuning in. Um, but there's no doubt 2020 has been a stressful year and we're all tired. You know, at some level, we've all been through trauma and high levels of stress. You know, so there's a higher need for than ever for some self-care, some compassion. And here's some of the, the pillars that I uh, reach for. They would fall under the broad headings of physical, mental and emotional self-care. And hopefully these will provide you with some food for thought. You know, under the umbrella heading of physical self-care, for me, top of the list there is sleep. And a few weeks ago, I think it was back at the beginning of November in episode 80, I shared some perhaps novel ways of, um, uh, how would I say, boosting our self-care or, or, or leaning into that sense of well-being and, and valuing our wellness. And uh, back then I said sleep had become something that was top of my self-care list, which maybe beforehand I had, I had ignored a little uh, and was suffering, my sleep was suffering as a result. So that's top of my list here as well from a physical self-care perspective. And maybe, you know, there's more of an opportunity for those lie-ins at the end of the year between Christmas and New Year. I know it's a time of the year where I normally endeavour to um, and, and, I, and I really plan to this year, let me tell you. Yeah, perhaps the you know the opposite of that then still under the umbrella heading of physical self care is is movement um um you know whether that's getting out in nature particularly if the sun is shining just a little bit of movement um you know and whilst you know the body needs rest and relaxation and i think the christmas new year period is the is the time for that within the broader hibernation period of winter I know for me, if I'm not moving a little bit, I'll tend to seize up, I'll tend to rust a little and I'll feel it. So I do try to get in particularly some nice long walks between Christmas and New Year. Uh, within physical self-care, nutrition sits there too. And, you know, I'm not a, how would I say it, you know, a Nazi when it comes to nutrition around Christmas because it is a time for indulgence and treats and uh, meals and um, uh, the odd tipple or two. But one of the things that I try to do, particularly between Christmas and New Year, is to um, keep my diet as alkaline as possible because a lot of the foods and drink at Christmas time creates acid in the body. Um, alkaline, plenty of green um, produce, green smoothies, um, even a squeeze of lemon and water will help with, with alkaline the diet. Um, and even if that's not possible, then to ensure that my hydration levels are up, so plenty of water in which sometimes can be trickier when it's a colder time of the year um, but still when we're inside an artificial heat um, and even just to balance maybe the additional alcohol intake um, I do try to uh, consume more water at this time of the year as well and it just makes me feel good and that's really what all of these tips are about. For me under the heading of mental self-care there's several things top of the list is gratitude which i've spoken about already but something else that for me is equally important at this time of the year is the switching off and that can be stepping away from the normal work routines um, but it can also be switching off the social media so concentrating more on my immediate surroundings rather than the, the worldwide reach of uh, social media a little bit of a digital detox is how i like to phrase it 
And within that space, then, sometimes I find there is greater scope for creativity. And I'm not coming at this from a place of innovation or business ideas, but sometimes it's simple as, you know, spending time to, you know, to play creatively with the kids or just to do something that harnesses your own imagination. I often think, you know, kids can be so inspiring at this time of the year when they spend so much time playing with the box that the toy came in, you know, and, and children still have a sense of wonder at this time of the year. And I think that's a great quality that as adults, you know, perhaps we could try to connect with more more consciously ourselves um, and sort of have a have an adult version of uh, playtime, as it were. Um, for me, that would also include, you know, an opportunity to do more of what I love, whether that's reading some books I've put to one side to have a good run at them or a magazine or, you know, even listening to an audio book or a podcast while state walking. Um, one of the things that, that I do, of course, I've spoken about it before, is uh, journaling or writing. I did an episode on that topic, gosh, way back in May. I think it was episode 56 you know, where I'll put my thoughts down on a, on a piece of paper. And sometimes as I get closer to the new year, they might be ideas or, um, you know, plans for the new year. Um, although after the, the 12 months that's gone by, I'm not sure if, you know, we'd be planning too far ahead. Uh, meditation would sit in here as well under the heading of uh, mental self-care, um, as would just, you know, having time for hobbies um, and stuff that I just enjoy doing that maybe I don't have time to do at other times of the year or I just don't prioritise as much. And something else in recent times that I include under the, the heading of mental self-care is seeking help. And sometimes that's just being brave enough to have a conversation, maybe with a friend or a family member, um, or maybe it can be professional help. I've spoken in recent episodes about how I've reached out to a counsellor this year with, you know, everything I've gone through with my dad, my own health journeys, because what I do find is that during times of, you know, trauma, other stuff can be stirred up for us. And that's certainly been the case for me this year. Um, and I suppose I'm courageous enough to, to look at it and to, and to do something about it. Um, and for me, that's all part of the, the, the self-care um, ritual. So the final element of self-care, as I see it, is emotional self-care. And there's one or two concepts within this. One that I always think is really tested at Christmas, which is that relationship between, you know, sort of boundaries and connection. You know, so in a normal year, Christmas is a time to catch up with family or even extended family and friends and house visits, etc., which is not possible to the same extent this year with COVID restrictions. You know, whilst at the same time, that increased connection with people, you know, has to be balanced with our own boundaries and looking after ourselves, you know, because sometimes we can find ourselves in situations at Christmas time that are, you know, extra stressful and we want to be protective of ourselves in those environments. One of the things that I uh, try to do, not just at Christmas time, but at any time of the year is an emotional check in. It's a bit like, well, how am I feeling? You know, just ask myself, how am I feeling? And that sort of gets me to the witness position where I can see myself in a feeling or in a situation rather than just being in it and unaware. And then maybe to follow that up with what, what would help me move up the emotional scales? You know, what would help me just feel a little bit better right now? You know, maybe it's going for a lie down or a sleep or going for a walk or, or reading something or just remembering to breathe more purposefully does it a lot of the time. 
that emotional check-in is something that we can combine with intention that I spoke about earlier, you know, where I ask myself at the beginning of the day, how do I want to feel today? So I have a certain intention in, around how I want to show up. Um, something else that I've been working on a lot recently, and I'll it'll be at the forefront of my mind, if that doesn't sound too ironic based on what I'm going to say, is uh, monitoring the self-talk uh, or the self-talk. Um, and to view sometimes what goes on in our heads as like a, a little weather system moving through, you know, the way we can have these dark clouds of negative thinking and they can come through like a storm and maybe if we don't judge them too much, they'll pass on and, you know, brighter weather will come out. But as an analogy, that's something that's been working well for me. I've even gone so far as to use, you know, the weather system here of a, of a yellow warning or an orange warning, you know, in terms of where my focus is, where my thoughts are, where my mood is. And not to judge it, you know, to give myself some compassion because we've all gone through a lot this year. Uh, but but to acknowledge how I'm feeling is, is perhaps the start of emotional uh, self-care. So I hope you found those few little tips on, on physical, mental, emotional self-care helpful. As I say, there's a nice uh, closing, um, uh, I wouldn't even call it a quote, it's almost like a little reading I want to share with you. Um, but something else that can be worth contemplating at this time of the year too is thinking about, you know, what new tradition could you start? Um, and in many ways, we're forced to do that this year because COVID restrictions have meant that it's not Christmas as usual, as it were. And, you know, many of us adhere to family traditions, sometimes in the vain hope of recreating an idealized version of the past. Um, and rather than, you know, just doing something for the sake of doing it, can we bring more mindfulness into it? You know, what would you like to do differently this year within the, the restrictions or the parameters that we can operate you know, and again, that doesn't mean that we're being selfish. It just means that maybe we're considering more of what's important to us and what Christmas means to us. Um, and maybe, you know, how you're spending your time or your energy, you know, reflects more on who you are now as opposed to who you weren't once were. So before I share this closing reflection with you, uh, thank you again for tuning in. Thank you for subscribing to my podcast and for being a, a loyal listener. Um, I hope you found the episodes that you've tuned into this year useful and beneficial. I know I've certainly enjoyed putting them together and I've thoroughly enjoyed my conversations that I've had with guests who've, who've joined me uh, in different weeks. Um, I have a little plan ahead for some of the episodes into the new year and I'm excited about getting stuck into them too. This closing reflection I'm going to share with you, I came across a few years ago and then I sort of forgot about it and I saw it again only recently. You know, it was a really timely one for me. And I said, this is a nice one to close with because it's almost like a little gift to ourselves. And I, I read this, I take it out on the days when I'm feeling low or I simply want to give myself a little bit of a boost. So I hope you'll enjoy it. The source is unknown, unfortunately. And it's only, you know, a few sentences long, but there's a lot of power behind it. So let me close by, by reading this out to you. You are seen, your heart is known. Who you are at a soul level is valued and appreciated by more people than you can imagine. If you knew how many people have been touched in wonderful ways by you, you would be astonished. If you knew how many people feel so much for you, you would be shocked. You are far more wonderful than you think you are. Rest with that. Sit with that. Breathe. 
You were doing fine, more than fine. In fact, you were doing great. So relax and just love yourself a little more today. So isn't that beautiful? As I say, the source is unknown, but it is a little gift to hear that and to let and to let it settle on us. So thank you again for tuning in. I think that was a nice a nice note to close with. Uh, and let me say, you know, happy Christmas to you. And I wish you and your families a peaceful and joyful Christmas and until the new year.